Hi there, my name is Andrew Carpenter, and I'm one of the pastors for Koinos Community Church, and I want to welcome you to our Easter worship celebration. Hi, I'm Ursula Garrison, and I've been asked to share with you how the resurrection has affected me and um, in my day-to-day -day life. I think that um, it was a profound experience for me to accept the fact that Jesus gave himself for all of us, um, for our sins, and um, that he was willing to die for us. So I try to live that out in my day-to-day -day life by helping others, uh, by showing them kindness, by treating them fairly. One of the reasons that I decided to become a nurse was so that I could help others and um, use that as a way to honor Jesus and to um, walk in his way. So um, that's how it's affected me in my day-to-day -day life. He gave his life for us to help us with our sins and take care of our sins and wash us of our sins. And I feel like it's the greatest, um, no matter how bad life gets, how work gets, how argument with your partner, um, it's sort of just you know God, everything's in God's hands. He's got to take care of us and help us in the end and help us through it. So no matter how bad it gets, you know he's got it. He's got it under control. Just put your put your fears and your troubles in his hands and he's got it. If he can bring Jesus back to life, he can definitely help us in our lives and help us work through it. So that's what it means to me. Everybody? Mm -hmm. Amen. But with Christ, days are guaranteed. Uh, the guarantee is found in um, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 21 to all the way to uh, 24, which says, For death came through a man, the resurrection of, of the dead comes through a man. For as Adam all dies, so in Christ uh, all will be made alive but each in his own turn. Christ, the first fruit, which guarantees that uh, we will be resurrected. So to me, resurrection means life beyond the grave. I know where I'm going after my death, which is a greater hope than anything you could ever have. Well, that's what it means to me. Thanks. The hope I find in the resurrection impacts my daily life because it keeps me centered when I'm going through trials. This past year, I felt down more often than at any other time in my adult life. Christ conquering death reminds me that there's light at the end of the tunnel. This is not the end. I will get through this and I am not alone. Christ has something incredible in store for us so incredible we couldn't possibly imagine it this is the hope that keeps me going through my trials the resurrection gives me hope it's god's great subversive act in a world full too much hate ignorance and fear in the resurrection love wins god stops all the pain heals all the wounds and reconciles all the relationships. In the resurrection, love reigns. 
anything that isn't love was just burned away. What it means for me is that I, an insignificant dust creature who is apparently of immeasurable value, get to partner with God and others now in bringing healing to a hurting world. The resurrection shows me that love was first, love was last, love is the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. Praise be to God. Good morning, friends. Happy Easter. I'm coming at you from our downstairs bathroom. Weird, I know, but stick with me. Uh, I wanted to show you this wall. This is one of my favorite walls in our whole house. It's a pallet wall, and when we redid our uh, bathroom, my wife said she really wanted a pallet wall. Now, if you're not familiar, a pallet wall is simply a wall you make from pallets, those little wooden things you might find in a warehouse that you stack stuff up on so that rodents and things can't get into them. So she wanted to make one. They're really popular. They're awesome. But problem was we didn't have any pallets. So one day I was driving to a rehearsal dinner for a wedding that I was leading, and I came by a farm, and there was a huge stack of pallets sitting right in the middle of this field. And it was obvious they were going to burn them. They were just trash. And so I pulled off, ran up to the door, knocked on the door, and said, Hey, can I have your trash? And they said, Yes. So we brought the pallets home. And uh, I took them apart, and we had a guy who knew how to make a wall, a pallet wall, and he came over and he did it for us, and it's beautiful. And it's amazing to me how you can take something that other people are going to discard, something that seems wasted, and turn it into something useful, something beautiful even. And my wife really loves to do this. She does this a lot. Um, we used to call, you know, she used to say she loved dumpster diving. Uh, she would love to find things that other people were throwing away and make them into something beautiful. And we have a lot of that in our house. One of them is these chairs. These chairs are our dining room chairs. And uh, she found them. And now this wasn't in a dumpster. She found them uh, at a furniture store that they resold people's used furniture. And she took these, she painted them, she reupholstered them, and they're gorgeous. Um, and we use them all the time, and they're great. And I'm just, again, I'm, I'm fascinated by this idea that someone who has the right vision, who, who knows what they're looking for, can take something that seems wasted and turn it into something beautiful, something useful. And we actually see this theme all through Scripture. It's a core characteristic of God. The very first verse we come to in the very first book of the Bible, Genesis, shows us that this is true. This is what God is like. We read this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. We read, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. From the beginning, we see the Spirit of God hovering over this kind of dark, watery mess. The, the Hebrew word for this is actually tohu bohu. And that word means chaos, disorder, waste. It's like the Spirit of God is hovering over this waste water, this chaotic, disordered mess. And it's from that that the Spirit of God brings form, meaning, life itself. And I thought, you know, there's, there's really not a, a much better metaphor for the past year than tohu bohu. I mean, think about it. 
who of us, I mean, even if you had a relatively good year over this past year, despite the pandemic, despite everything else, all of us have experienced some sense of chaos and disruption and disorder, whether it's uh, kids in school or teachers and, and administrators with schools, or maybe it's your workplace or a vacation you had planned, a person that, you know, loved ones you wanted to see that you weren't able to see, or maybe worse, you've battled illness, isolation, loneliness, maybe you've even lost somebody that you cared about. It's really tempting to look at the events of the past year and wonder, is it all just a waste? Is, is it all worthless? What was the point? This morning as we come to the resurrection story, we find another moment that might be tempting to go, is it all just a waste? Good Friday was Friday and uh, Good Friday is a day when we reflect on the crucifixion. We have to start there. And in the crucifixion, Jesus is, is killed. He's tortured brutally, publicly. And for those who followed him, it would have felt like a waste. I mean, here is the, the person they have given their last three years to follow, who they expected was going to lead them in, in victorious uh, battle against Rome. And here he is, strung up on a cross, dying in front of everyone. It would have felt like everything they, they left, all of the bridges they burned with their family, the, the businesses they left, it's all a waste. All the time they spent, it's a waste. It's all wasted. And then we come to Easter morning. We, we come to this... Um, this event that we celebrate this morning, but, but we start with the recognition of all that Good Friday entails, the, the tohu bohu that it was, right? Because in the crucifixion, that's, that's kind of tohu bohu writ large. That's this, this wasted, chaotic, disordered mess embodied in Christ on the cross. Everything's wasted. And then we come to John chapter 20, verse 1, and we read this. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. While it was still dark, while it was still kind of in the shadow of the tohu bohu that was the cross, none of the other disciples, all the other disciples have kind of, they've vanished. They've, I mean, it's a waste. It's done. They've left. They're, they're like cutting their losses and trying to figure out what's next. Mary comes to the tomb while it was still dark. And this idea of while it was still dark echoes the creation story where the Spirit of God hovers over the dark, the dark waters. While it was still dark, she comes to the tomb. With all of this, the, the shadows of Good Friday in her mind, the wastedness of the cross, and the stone has been rolled away. In this moment, we see that what has always been true about God, we come to see fully in the resurrection what has always been part of the character of God, that God is one who brings order from chaos, life from death. In the resurrection, we see that all of this tohu bohu, all of this waste on the cross, all of the worst that humanity and evil, Satan, and 
death and hell, that all that all of the worst that could be done to a an individual, to, to a human being, was done to Christ on the cross. And in the resurrection, it's all been undone. Death has been undone. The chaos has been ordered. The darkness has been light has been spoken into the darkness. All that is evil and chaotic and dark and destructive has been undone in the resurrection. Christ is risen from the dead. And so as we look at at the resurrection this morning, we realize that there is hope. Hope for the future, for sure. I mean, Christ is, the New Testament calls Christ the firstborn from the dead. That in Christ, we are led into life everlasting with God. Our hope in the resurrection is that death, again, has been undone. That we don't have to fear death. That, that we will live forever with God because of what has happened in Christ. But it's not just for the future. Because of our hope in the future, it transforms the way we see the present. Paul reflects on this in his letter to the Corinthians. I, I want to read it to you. Uh, Stanley actually mentioned it in the video we showed a little earlier today, and I, I really appreciate all of those who contributed to that video. Um, it was really meaningful to hear your thoughts. Um, Stanley quoted from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I want to read a portion of that scripture where Paul is reflecting on the reality of the resurrection and how it impacts our lives here and now. This is from the Message uh, translation of the Bible, and it's uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 to 58. Paul writes, But let me tell you something wonderful, a mystery I'll probably never fully understand. We're not all going to die. We're not all going to die. But we are all going to be changed. You hear a blast to end all blasts from a trumpet, and in the time that you look up and blink your eyes, it's over. On signal from that trumpet from heaven, the dead will be up and out of their graves, beyond the reach of death, never to die again. At the same moment and in the same way, we'll all be changed. In the resurrection scheme of things, this has to happen. Everything perishable taking off, taken off the shelves and replaced by the imperishable. This mortal replaced by the immortal. Then the saying will come true. Death swallowed by triumphant life. Who got the last word, O death? O death, who's afraid of you now? It was sin that made death so frightening, and law code guilt that gave sin its leverage, its destructive power. But now, in a single victorious stroke of life, all three, sin, guilt, death, are gone. The gift of our Master, Jesus Christ. Thank God. Now listen to this. With all this going for us, my dear friends, stand your ground. And don't hold back. Throw yourselves into the work of the Master, confident that nothing you do for him is a waste of time. Or effort. Because of all, look, Paul is reflecting on the mystery of the resurrection and how remarkable it all is. And he says, because of this, he says it's a mystery I can't fully understand, that we will live with Christ forever. But because of that, what, what he says, what I do know is that death has been swallowed up in victory. And because of that, nothing you do in Christ is ever wasted. Nothing is wasted. Now, what does that mean? Nothing you do in Christ is ever wasted. Well, Paul earlier in 1 Corinthians, in, in chapter 10, he says, whatever you do, you do for the glory of God. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. What's he saying? 
he's talking about this this reality that because in the resurrection we come to find that Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord of all as the psalm says the earth is the Lord's and everything is in it everything in it in the resurrection we see that Jesus is in fact Lord and because Jesus is Lord everything that we do in Christ matters it's not wasted nothing is wasted nothing nothing from 2020 is a waste because in Christ the Spirit of God is still hovering over all that seems lost all that seems chaotic all that seems dead and is inviting light and hope and life even in the places of, of just the, the things that were the worst about the last year the things that have been the worst in your life in my life in the resurrection we see that Jesus is Lord over all even over those dark spaces even over the places that feel chaotic and disordered like tohu bohu even in the places of loss even in the places of, of sadness of loneliness of despair Jesus is Lord and what that means is that the Spirit of God is at work and is able to bring life from death to undo all that is evil and wrong so that nothing is ever wasted. The hope of Easter is the hope of the resurrection. We believe that because of what Christ has done in his death and resurrection, death and, and hell and all that is evil has been undone. And we are set free to life forever with God in Christ. And so we don't have to fear death. But we also don't have to live in despair in life because nothing is wasted. Because Jesus is Lord over all things. Nothing is wasted. Nothing. And so friends, may you and I have the eyes to see this Easter that nothing from the last year, nothing from the last week, nothing from today, nothing that feels dark or chaotic or disordered, nothing is ever really wasted. That in Christ, we share in the resurrection, the resurrection life, now and forever. Christ is risen from the dead. Praise God. Happy Easter. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you're new, make sure to subscribe. If you're not new and you haven't subscribed, make sure to subscribe so every time we post something for our YouTube, you'll get a notification. So we don't want you to miss anything. If you are on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at CoinOSCC. You can follow us on Facebook at CoinOSCC. Once again, thanks for joining us for this celebration. The community is not canceled. We, the church moves forward because we serve a risen Savior. Have a great rest of your day.